Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. Dating today is a whole new world. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s, talking candidly about all of the things we're doing, but not always willing to admit. This week, we are absolutely thrilled to welcome journalist, author and mental health campaigner, Bryony Gordon. Hello. Hi, Bryony. Hi, Hi, Rachel. Hi, Olivia. (laughs) Welcome. I've not done any dating this week. That's okay. But that's probably okay because I'm married. (laughs) But it it took a long time to get to the stage where someone was happy to marry me. I'm really really intrigued. Sorry, I'm like going to like just start wittering away here. But I'm really intrigued because I just missed Tinder by like six months or something oh you're lucky so lucky but I like met my husband at work that was where all everyone I ever went out with I worked with like I literally (laughs) exhausted um the 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 available males at, at the telegraph where I work did that did that not cause you quite a lot of problems though? I mean, I, I feel yes. Like getting involved with work people sometimes <laughs> it's, can fine, it's make fine when life... you're involved, but when you're no longer involved, when you still work that, together. Listen, listen, youngsters. That was how <laughs> us old people had to date. We had to, we had to, we had to rely on the people we just happened to meet in real life. Sometimes we had to go to pubs and Goth. just like pick people up at bars. God. Terrifying. Can you imagine? Terrifying. I mean, like you, like the amount of booze and drugs you had to take to date <laughs> this is why millennials don't drink and I'm like well they don't have to drink because they can just do it online and me an interesting theory actually it's my theory <laughs> um I blame I blame I blame my dating uh for my drinking and drug taking okay so for anyone who doesn't hasn't already read it you should totally read Bryony's first book The Wrong Knickers which when did that come out was it about five years ago or so um yeah yeah but did, 2000 Oh gosh, when did it? Two, four years ago. It came out four, four years, years ago. ago. It doesn't yeah. seem that look that like that long ago. But I know. A lot I mean, has the changed. thing is, yeah, I I definitely read that as soon as it came out, and um, so I what I was like twenty one, and I remember I fully devoured it because it's all just about your twenties, really, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, and the <laughs> rather exciting escapades you got up to. I, yeah, there was some. <laughs> I was some really like picking up a colleague in an STI clinic. Mm. Like I, uh, yeah, yeah. When I when I you know was sick of picking them up in the actual office sure yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that but no I read that book and was fully just like oh my god my 20s bring it <laughs> but I enjoyed it I loved it and then your second book was Mad Girl which yeah. came out a couple of years ago two years ago two yeah. years ago which is so different but so brilliant um so Mad Girl is all about your mental health journey isn't it mm-hmm. yeah amazing um and that's actually we're sort of gonna 
weave these things together today um, to talk about mental health in dating and relationships. It is Mental Health Awareness Week as well, guys. So, it is. But I feel like it's really interesting. I feel, you know, even just a year ago or two years ago, Mental Health Awareness Week had to be such a big thing. Mm. And now I feel it's it's in a really great way. It doesn't have to be such a big thing because kind of every week is. Yeah, so true. Like so much has changed since in this just the very short time I've been accidentally working in the mental health world. It sort of blows me away. Yeah, so when did you first sort of open up about your struggles with mental health? So I had, so I had, so I wrote the wrong knickers um, when I, after I had my daughter and it was all sort of, yeah, it was about my crazy 20s. And, you know, the, the backdrop to that was was kind of crippling obsessive compulsive disorder and depression and alcoholism and addiction, really. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't write about any of those. I was, I was, I felt, I felt more able to write about picking up a guy in an STI clinic or a man snorting cocaine off my boobs than I did about my mental health mm. you know that was and that was that recently you know says a lot mm. about yeah. the times we live in it does and then I had a sort of a bit of a breakdown after the book came out um and I was like enough enough is enough I can't I can't let my daughter grow up in a world where this has to be suffered in silence so I wrote about it in my column in the telegraph and it was like the floodgates opened and this was this must have been January 2015. And um, and it sort of started, and my publishers were like, you've got to write about this. This is, so I wrote Mad Girl. And um, and it's, it's yeah, it's become this sort of accidental uh, job, really, but an amazing one. Like, I can't complain, you know. And I do, I run something called Mental Health Mates, which is a group for people to be able to go and walk and talk without fear of judgment and, you know, I do, I do a mental health podcast. And Mad World. Mad World. And people come on and talk about their mental health. And we've had Prince Harry. <laughs> Very topical. When yeah. this comes out, it'll be day before the wedding. Will it? Yeah. Oh, I love a good wedding. Are you not invited? I, no. <laughs> I, like, if I, like, I love the way, like, I mean, if I had to, if I had to invite, like, everyone <laughs> I ever worked with to my wedding. No, I'm not. I'm not invited. And I wasn't expecting to be invited. And then everyone asked me if I'd been invited. And then I was like, should I be expected an invite? Should I be feeling like I've been ghosted by Harry and Meghan? You know, like, no, I haven't been invited. And that's totally fine. I think they're adorable and they're lovely. And, you know, I have um, the occasional contact with them, but really not enough to warrant an invitation. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and quickly you've also got a third book coming out i think is it next week eat drink run yeah yeah th- the 31st of may eat drink run the week after so that is all about how that's all about mental health and running yeah um it's a running book that's not about running really because i loved that i mean it's the same with all three of your books i think obviously even though the subject matter of the wrong knickers is quite different in terms of the topic it covers obviously there's no mention of your mental health mm in that book but the tone of that book is very similar to the tone of mad girl and eat drink run it's still your very witty funny authentic voice yeah and i think reading about mental health in that context makes it Mm. so relatable and so you just you instantly just go into your world and it makes it so engaging Mm. and really funny mad girl is still (laughs) i still found it really funny and eat drink run as well i think the thing is is that i was you know, like I wanted to present something that shows you that it, that that 
it's possible to to get better from these things and something that was upbeat and inspired people and I assumed that if someone was reading Mad Girl they were probably feeling a bit low and I didn't want them to finish it feeling even lower Mm -hmm. and it's the same with Eat Drink Run you know Eat Drink Run is a book about how I used running to help my mental health and I basically ended up going from being a sort of 16 and a half stone girl woman girl (laughs) woman who couldn't (laughs) run for a bus to um someone who was slightly weighed slightly less although like 14 and a half stone we're not talking like (laughs) like slim jim but and and ended up running the london marathon for heads together and then also um interviewing prince harry um about his mental health and it was it's sort of a book about doing the thing you think you can't so it's sort of like you could you could read it and apply it to anything to breaking free from the dating horror you know Mm. from breaking free from social media to learning another language to climbing Everest you know it's basically saying that we all we all put such limitations on ourselves you know and we think that we can't do things and actually and we think that you know I I very much thought if I went out running people would laugh at me like dude the world does not revolve around you Mm. (laughs) do you know what I mean like no one cares literally no Mm. one cares everyone's just out there trying to do the best they can and and it's you know it's sort of saying that the only limitations really that exist in our lives have been put there by ourselves by our own heads and um so I kind of wanted to write a book that inspired people if not to run a marathon to run a mile and if not a mile to do something completely you know just to do that thing that we're scared of because doing the thing that you think you can't is when you do it is like the most empowering thing in the world and totally. that's relatable to everyone. Totally. There was one line in the book, I actually sent it to Rachel when I read it, because I was <laughs> having a really shitty day for various reasons, mostly boy stuff, to be honest. And, you know, I'm not trying to run a marathon. I hear you. Yeah. So there was but one But you know, like that, yeah, sorry. I that... just want to read, I just want to quote you, because it was so So you said, firstly, think not of what you aren't, but what you are. Secondly, remember that one day things could happen to you that you wouldn't be able to believe right now. The most astonishing, amazing things. Trust me when I say that all you have to do is hold on. Yeah. And I think that's the most amazing thing I've ever read in terms of advice. When you're having a shit time and you feel like so, so small. Yeah. Just saying hold on. Yeah, because that's because if mm. I knew, like I think one of the, you know, these things do pass. And I totally get that, you know, like. The, with the with boy stuff you know and people belittle it you know people are like I remember part of the reason I wrote the wrong knickers was because I was I felt I felt bad that I didn't have a boyfriend throughout my 20s and early 30s and then I felt bad I felt bad for feeling bad that I didn't mm. have a boyfriend like I was Completely. like oh I'm not being a good feminist yeah. here why am I caring about these stuff but of course people care about these things because you know that is how, why the human race is, is so um successful as a species is mm. because we reproduce and we meet and we you know and and so and so it's a really there is a really normal things to be anxious about and it is really hard dating like it's really extraordinarily hard because it is a constant roller coaster of of you know of of being valid you know almost kind of being am i good enough am i this am i that mm-hmm. am i is this person going to like me and even if i don't like this person why are they not you know i this was these were certainly the things going around my head you know i'm not even interested in this person so why am i bothered that they're not interested in me and it was all about sort of you know it just feeds so dreadfully into your self esteem and of course, and you know, the, and then there's that thing where people go, you know, no one's going to love you until you love yourself. Mm. And you're like, all right, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this. Yeah, you are. I'm like, thanks for that. That's fucking like the most unhelpful thing. But it is, you know, it is true. And But I, you know, I didn't love myself when I met my husband. 
um i just met someone who who i you know my who was kind and treated me well and i and i realized that that was a you know my whole kind of goal my my whole sort of what i wanted from life and from someone changed my parameters but it is really hard it's really hard and it's that constant like living walking on eggshells and and will they call and you know and and it is fun you know don't get me wrong but i wouldn't want to go back there and it was it's really it's tough you know and it certainly it certainly um contributed to my sense of self-worth and my mental health in my 20s and early 30s you know i was i was a i was crazy i was a real part you know i drank too much. i mean i'm sober now um but i certainly wasn't you know i drank i'm i'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict which sounds really extreme when you say it but it's you know it's not you know i just had to i felt that it the norm certainly for my generation and i'm 37 so i'm not that much older than you but <laughs> you know it was that you know you go out you get drunk and you sort of fall into bed and then will it work the next day i don't know but you know we'll just give it a go and drink a load of booze in the process mm. it's not really a great recipe for good mental health is it guys perhaps not the greatest no, <laughs> no, no. no i completely know what you mean and like we've done we've done we've talked about sort of the role of alcohol in dating as well because still so many of my first dates it's like okay first dates just mean let's go and get drunk together mm. oh my um, god like totes like i was i think i was drunk for like i don't know the first four years of my relationship <laughs> with my husband <laughs> we've only been together seven years <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. All right, guys, before we get into the nitty gritty of our discussion, Libby, do you want to fill us in with what's going on with you? Yeah, so I read a really interesting interview. I don't know if you saw this in Sunday Time Style. Dolly Alderton, who we've had on this podcast. The and Cat Person. Mm. Yes, she interviewed the author of Cat Person, Christian Rupinian. I think that's how you say her but name. We've also done an episode on Cat Person, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have. Um, and it was a really interesting interview. I mean, obviously, you know, Kristen is incredibly insightful, as you would expect from her short story. And there's one line that I'll quote in Dolly's interview, which she says, um, which Kristen says, most relationships are a large proportion in our heads and invented. And that's Ooh. something we've spoken about before, like yeah. how you kind of fantasize so much, particularly when you start a new relationship or start seeing someone for the first time becomes this weird like game in your head where you're just constantly thinking about them but I don't know if I'm the only one that does this but you know you make up things you mm -hmm. just you just completely yeah. you don't just idealize you just completely construct false realities in your head about that person who they are and who they may it's or may not be to you want them to be as well yeah often. but it is so toxic because it just ends up inevitably leading to disappointment and I have to stop myself from doing it but it's really hard. Mm. Like if ever I'm alone for too long, which you know has happened quite a lot over the last few weeks, you just start spiraling and it just becomes a deeper, deeper like <laughs> descent into you know all of these awful things going on in your head and then you just start doubting yourself. Anyway, I've had a pretty rough few days. Oh. <laughs> so maybe that's why. But reading that interview, it was just really interesting. Yeah. So like, she's so right. But you know, like fantasy is a really good, it's another way that we kind of, it's another way 
it's another way we get ourselves high and we change the way we feel. Totally. You know, so it's it's as you you were right when you said it's toxic. It's as toxic as like God. I don't want to sound like some boring banging on, but you know, it's <laughs> it is it can be as toxic as drinking to excess and taking coke and all of the rest. You know, it's all about changing the way you feel. And I'm certainly guilty. I mean, like I would literally have met someone for about five minutes, and in my head we were married, we were living in you know what I mean. We were oh, living yeah. in mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. together. We had five children. <laughs> <laughs> we had a stoop we had a you know like fucking hell it's just exhausting I know it's so exhausting I don't know why we do it to ourselves but take comfort in the fact that most people probably do it yeah, as well yeah we all do it we all do it I love that I love that people are honest about this shit now oh god yeah you have to be they weren't 10 years ago like <laughs> I walked around thinking am I the only person like also when I was growing up when I was oh my god I sound like I'm sort of 87 <laughs> when I was like I remember it was all about the rules and playing hard to get and being cool and I was like oh, I mean I'm such a twat why yeah. can't I play cool why can't I play it by the rules and I really love how honest and real people are you know you just talked spoke about Dolly who I totally love mm. and you know w- have asked to marry several times and she's <laughs> like you're already married Bryony and I'm not that into you <laughs> but like it's it's you know like I love that that book exists now because when the wrong knickers came out and I said that I went on Dolly's podcast and I and uh, you know it was it was seen as a kind of like ooh I remember the Daily Mail <clears throat> doing a piece um, about you know does this woman have no shame and sort of slamming oh, me and oh Catelyn God. Moran and Lily Allen and it was like it was still seen as a kind of bad thing and now you know now I love that there is a sort of there is a space for all different female voices saying all sorts of mm. different things and you know that book that Dolly's written everything I know about love is is just so honest and yeah. you know it isn't you know she doesn't try and present herself as the cool girl but in in doing that she is the, the cool coolest girl. Yeah. Yeah, you're she's right. like the coolest yeah, girl completely everyone wants to be her best friend <laughs> yeah. do they is that the thing I think so all my friends are like oh my god I'm reading everything I know about love oh my god it's speaking to my soul and I'm like yeah I know I told you this I told you this ages ago but you know so everyone gets there in their own time <laughs> I love it I love it. everyone wants to be her best friend and I'm like marrying her <laughs> there you go I'm like fancy yeah. oh we'd have you know we'd live in a nice <laughs> nice apartment and I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do with my five year old child and my husband but <laughs> well, they can come too they can live with us be a commune yeah, I'm Happens. Dolly. I'm sorry if I sound like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what have you been doing this week? Oh, so I went on that date, Brandy. Let me catch you up very briefly. So I, there was this guy that um, I was talking to on Bumble ages ago, and we were going to go out, and then I cancelled the date for one reason or another. And then I basically said, I was like, Do you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm actually like, I think I'm too busy to date right now, which was what I thought and then a month later he got in touch being like hey Rachel I mean everyone's busy so I think we should actually just go on a date and I was like "Mm, okay fair play to you and my Friday evening plans had just been cancelled so I was like okay I can do Friday so we went out on Friday and had a you know a a rather nice time but then he's asked me out on a second date and I just I don't have a free evening till mid-June so thing is if you liked him you would have a free evening tonight you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be sitting here right now yeah, talking exactly. about <laughs> you'd be you'd be off. That chair shagging. would be 
empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm ditching the podcast. I love that you don't have a free evening till mid-June. Rachel so is so busy. I don't understand I don't have a free it. evening until tonight. <laughs> tonight. I'm going away for a week, though. Oh, so yeah. So that um, does, you know... Yeah, but you, Rachel, you are always <laughs> jam-packed. Even if you are like... I. You know, sit next to you every day. If I try and make plans with her, it's like, well, I'm free in about three weeks' time. <laughs> Rachel once came to my house and got drunk with me <laughs> when I was still it drinking. Was fun. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. It sounds like you're not just not that into him. Yeah, I think I'm really sorry if you're listening, mm. man, who I will not be named. But <laughs> but uh, hang on, hang on though. Let me just ask you this, okay? Are you not interested in him? because he is interested in you. Well, this is always the struggle, isn't it? This is what always happens to me. I, the ones that are actually into me, I'm just like, yeah, they're fine, but yeah. And then obviously the ones that don't seem to be into me, I really love. And that's the paradox. Is that a paradox? I don't know what it is. Um, it's <laughs> fucking annoying is what it's, it is. That's that exactly to me as well. what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, when will I grow out of this? When will I not be like this? Never. Okay, How good. old are you? 25. I mean, you know, have some fun with it. <laughs> don't, don't worry, are you? God. I was like, when did I get, like, I didn't, oh, no, I mean, it was just chaos. But I, <laughs> I, I didn't read the wrong knickers. <laughs> I didn't meet my husband until I was 31. And then we literally had a baby in about 10 minutes. Love it. <laughs> got married in 12. And... We're probably heading for a divorce soon. That's a joke. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're not. Um, oh god, it really, it's really bringing it all back. Good. It's really bringing it all back. Into. I would love to reread the wrong knickers in like the modern day age with Tinder and Bumble and dating app culture and see how that would affect. Very interesting. Affect it. Mm. It's so funny that it feels it feels so so kind of like old, but it was not that, that long yeah, ago. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, it's nuts. so much has changed. Things evolve so quickly. Yeah. Speaking of dating apps, do you want to do bio of the week? Yeah, this is one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Rachel found. Yeah, so, well, anyway, I, can't, I didn't even write down what this guy's name was. No, Irrelevant. Not interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who cares? So his bio went, I'm just a guy standing in front of a girl asking her to match me on Bumble. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no, that is what I said. No, I'm don't. So no, you're like, that. what? The, how old is he? He's referencing four weddings and a funeral. 
Isn't that Notting Hill? Yeah, I think it's not. Yeah. Is it? Oh my god, that shows you how old I am. <laughs> it's what it's what Julia Roberts says to Hugh Grant. Well, except she doesn't say it at the very it. end. The quote is what I'm just a girl. Yes, Rachel, I realise. <laughs> just in case the listeners haven't heard it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I've got my I've got my Richard Curtis films mixed up. Actually, that's quite sweet. That's quite sweet. I've just heard I've just heard that line so many times. I nearly wrote that yesterday on our Instagram caption for the hula hoop thing. Like I'm just a girl standing in front of a packet of hula hoops. Asking well, it to love, to love her. Livy considers herself to be like head of witty comments. Yes, so, I am. <laughs> so I'm like, let's post this picture. By the way, guys, we launched a new Instagram account at millennial underscore love. And so we got these lovely pictures um, and we were going to post one. And so Livy was like, I'll do the caption. Just, <laughs> she thinks she's hilarious and more funny than me, apparently. <laughs> but should you not judge a, judge a man by his... Witticism. Dating bio. God, <laughs> I mean, uh, what a minefield. You know what? In the sea mm-hmm. in the sea of emojis and loves travelling, loves coffee, lives in Brixton. I think this was a good one because it stood out. Livy hates people who live in Brixton. Everyone just lives What's in Brixton. What's wrong with you live in Brixton? I do you live in Brixton. But so does everyone on, on a I Bumble. Don't, on I Bumble. don't live in Brixton. Not far, though. I'm not on Bumble. You're not on Bumble, Bramley. <laughs> I don't live in Brixton. You're also in Brixton. <laughs> so not far. Um, I feel like I did download Tinder once just to see what it was about. Mm. And mm. but she says that's my excuse, <laughs> darling. <laughs> I oh no, it would be awful. I do like it. On Saturday, I went to the cinema with my husband, um, which was so fun. We went to see the Avengers. This is how you oh, know I need cool. to need to get out more um, because I thought it was the best film ever. But also, like you know, you're talking about going into fantasy mode with mm-hmm. like real life men that you actually meet. Like I am. I, like Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth. Whoa. I'm like any of the Chris's. The Chris Christmas. <laughs> that film. It's Chris Evans as well. Oh, Captain it. America. But like I am, I'm like in full like if I lived in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe I could be rescued by Thor or the oh. Star Lord or whoever they Rescue are. Thor. And I'm like this is tragic. This is really tragic because no, I'm not a teenage girl. Films. I always fancy the weird guys in those films though, like Loki. Loki, yeah, I'm a Loki person. I I feel such a sad. Tom Hiddleston's just, I can't, I can't escape the Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, he definitely Mm. went down in my books after the Taylor Swift thing. That, yeah, what was that? Yeah, and he wore the I Heart TS T-shirt in the scene. I feel that really damaged his career. I think so as well. Loki, yeah, he's but Loki fit. He's in it for a bit without wanting to like ruin anything. I mean, I quite even like Spider Man, but he's about eight, isn't he? Twelve. Which one? Oh, the Andrew new one. Andrew Garfield or no, a different one? Dom, Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, no. he's about he's about twenty two. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, da- I think I'm closer no, to him. his dad's little. age. His dad's a really good comedian. Really, called Dominic Holland. Yeah, ah. uh, from my generation. <laughs> you know, it's getting You're bad. Not that much older than no, him. but I know, but I remember. I remember. Like anyway, so I'm in fantasy about the Avengers. <laughs> Understandable. Which is just tragic. No, I think that's perfectly. I mean, like, if we could we spend the next the remainder of the podcast talking about the Avengers, the Avengers Infinity Four, as I called it. <laughs> God, <this is> terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, the reason I was mentioning that was because I sorry went to the cinema <laughs> and I passed on the street a couple who were obviously like on a and like a, an app date oh. like they didn't they were like oh hi are you and I was like oh this is so fun to watch I'm always really self-conscious of being on a first date because I feel like can everyone in this bar tell, tell that I'm on a first date yeah I don't know anyway um so what are we really like gonna get into sorry I just have a quick thought I feel oh, like if, it, if it's a good first date they shouldn't be able to tell 
Jolly good. Thank you, Olivia. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right. Mental health, dating, oh, yeah. relationships. <laughs> this is what we're mainly here for, guys. We still have a bit of time to talk about this. It's fine. Um, we've, sort of do- we've sort of done yeah, it. We've already <laughs> have it. We've done it. But, okay, so... Bryony, you have, you know, in the past few years been very open about your OCD. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, um, I am fortunate in that so far in my life, I've never really had any struggles with mental health. But reading Mad Girl... Mm, get you. That, no, 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 I mean like... <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I mean like, I'm very lucky so far. No, 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 I know. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't <laughs> have undermined your life experiences. I'm sorry. Thank you, Bryony. Um, but reading... That's why, for me, reading Mad Girl was super helpful because I've got plenty of friends and like loved ones and family who I know, you know, struggle with mental health in various different forms. Mm. And it's always been hard. Like, obviously, I still can't fully understand. But reading that helped a lot um but you did did you hide in your relationships the your ocd and your mental health struggles through your 20s or did you tell people no i totally hid hid them i tried to hide them i mean i think it was really obvious that there was something not quite like right but you know but i think i but well, and again i actually think i was pretty successful at like uh, uh, sort of the bubbly kind of party girl, happy, happy, happy. Mm. You know, that's the problem. Mm. You can kind of overcompensate and then no, absolutely no one has a clue what's going on because that's your, the, the true you is so many layers of the onion down that it's impossible to kind of get there. Um, no, I mean, Harry was the first person I told. My husband's called Harry, not Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was the first person I told. No, my husband Harry was the first person I told about my mental health stuff, and he, you know, and he didn't run a mile. He just was like, "Okay, fine," you know. And um, I think it's, yeah, no, I kept it entirely to myself. I suffered in silence. So it's wonderful that people don't have to do that anymore. But I have a question. Do you think? Because obviously now looking back on that period of your life, you can tell that things weren't okay mm. at the time. Do you think you were aware that something wasn't quite right? I mean, I had, I totally had no idea what quite right was or what it yeah. looked like. I, I, I knew that it wasn't what I was experiencing, but I genuinely thought, because also, don't forget, you become, you tend to surround yourself with people similar to you because then you can sort of validate the way you behave. And, you know, so I, I you know, I hung, I hung with a crowd of, people that were kind of similar to me single heavy drinkers party goers you know so I I mean I never felt quite right ever I never felt like I always felt a bit other a bit like I was a bit of a twat like I kept doing I couldn't do things the way I was supposed to do them I always thought of the things I like that thing I always thought of the things my body couldn't do Mm. rather than the things it could do so like when I was a child all I can think about was, I can't do a cartwheel. I can't do a handstand. I can't be in the netball A team. I can't, you know. And then when I was a teenager, it was like, my my body can't attract the right kind of blokes. I'm not, you know, I feel fat. I feel this. And, then, you know, and that, and that kind of goes on. And, and in my 20s, I'm a bit of a freak. Da, 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 let's take loads of drugs and just shut up those voices. And then even in my 30s, even when I, you know, had got married and had a child and I I don't mean to kind of sound like that is the kind of be all and end all and the you know the happy ending because very much 
that you know life is a journey and things carry on so I'm not saying you meet someone you settle down mm. and everything's Happily suddenly fine after. because that and actually I'm proof that that isn't the case do you know what I mean like I really thought oh I really thought once I get married and have a kid like everything's gonna be fine you know and you know I thought I've got a bugaboo I've got a flat I've got a I've got a husband you know I've got this sorted and for a while I sort of managed it and then it just fell apart you know and it's only you know I only got sober like nine months ago and you know I'm learning things constantly but I was I, it frightens me how lacking in self-awareness I was in my 20s. Like, I used to think I was self-aware, but really what I was was self-loathing. And they're mm. very different things, yeah. you know? And, um, and uh, but I, I'm always struck by how, how much wiser young people are people in their 20s seem to be how much more sensible sensible is like kind of always looked down on as a word but I think it's really important and how much they look after you know people look after themselves when I was in my 20s you know if you loved yourself it was seen as sort of arrogance you know yeah but you were full of yourself whereas now you know being kind to yourself it's like now now my 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 I think of what I can do you know so I can run I've run two marathons I ran the last one in my underwear to prove that curvy girls can run too you know that everything comes in different shapes and sizes I can sort of do a handstand (laughs) more of a shoulder stand and I need a wall um (laughs) no I can do a shoulder stand without a wall but if I want to but you know I can do things because I've taken away that kind of like blockage and and it's really liberating and wonderful and you know I really wish that like I don't wish that I'd had it earlier because I didn't and that was my journey and that was the journey I had to go on and that's all you know and you learn stuff you Mm. learn stuff in the darkness the darkness is shit but that's when the real growth happens if you just hold on Mm. you know and there were times when I didn't want to hold on there were times when I wanted to just get off there were times when I stood with a packet of medicine that I you know like there were there were bleak times when I it wasn't I wanted to die I just didn't want to carry on feeling the way I did Mm. but you know all I would say to anyone right now listening to this who is single who feels you know perhaps alone who doesn't feel kind of nourished I can't even believe I've just used that word (laughs) but do you know what I mean who feels kind of slightly clueless and doesn't Mm. know where their life is going is that it's okay that is totally okay and it will it will get better because you know life doesn't throw anything at you that you can't handle actually and everything happens for a reason so even if I look back on those bleak bleak days where I would go out and I would get completely off my face and I would come back or I would go missing for two days and then I would you know just I or the day just days when I just couldn't get out of bed because of the weight of depression on my chest like I don't know like I they were all there for a reason and I feel much you know and even all the shitty blokes all the mm. shitty blokes that I who treated me like crap you know and I always say you want what you think you're worth you know yeah. and and but you know and I had a boyfriend who was abused oh god I sound like god I've gone all serious but you know what I mean is, yeah, is it's that important though you know you've got to take I think there's a real there's a real <laughs> Sometimes you've got to take the negatives and turn them into positives. Totally. And And everything, they're all learning experiences, I Mm. think, particularly with the bad relationships. Like, I remember I was in America with my dad a few weeks ago. I had never really spoken to him about relationship stuff ever. Sort of broke down on a walk with him and just started talking about all this stuff. And he's very, like, you know, quite um, stony-faced, 
but emotionally I think like void. Dad and of that generation, yeah. they have not been brought up to talk about their feelings. No, they and haven't. But he said something really helpful. He just said, you know, you just have to take a, think of it as a as a lesson and think all of the things that you've learned from this and how that will mm. impact your relationships moving forward. And that's actually so helpful. Thinking, you know, as dark as it might feel at the time. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, as you said. I think have have faith. I'm not suggesting you go to like church or anything like that. Like I'm not coming out as like a god bothering <laughs> out. But like have faith that the path you are on is the right one. And this bloke or this woman hasn't got back to you and oh but I love them. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, actually, who knows? In six months' time, you may be really glad they didn't because oh hello, you know, someone else is completely so, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think of all the blokes that I completely kind of um I basically wasted my energy over. But you know, I'm I'm glad. I'm fucking glad I didn't end up with them now. Mm. You know, even at the time I was like Quote crushed. unquote crush or heartbroken, but um, you know, and it is, it, it I think the hardest journey actually, probably the hardest journey. I'm going to sound really cheesy here. Is Ooh. is not finding someone else to love you. It's not like it's actually finding a way to love yourself, and that is something I'm still trying to do, and I'm not good at. And that is a journey that you will be on for the rest of your life. Oh, God, do you know what yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, and so you know, I think it's just about being kind to yourself. And you know, I think a lot of us, I say things to myself that I would never dream of saying to my husband or my best friend, Completely. or you know, I would be like, what? Or if they said it to me. Mm. I would be like, why am I hanging out with you? <laughs> you were just, you're horrible. Yeah. You're horrible. You're so mean. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I think that that kind of search for love and fulfillment is is one that we all completely identify with. And it's okay to feel a bit sad that you haven't got someone. And that whole thing, that oh, you've got to be happy. You know, I'm happy and single, you know, and that's fine if you are brilliant. But, you know... If you're not as well, I think it's like, let's all just accept that we all feel how we feel mm. and, and that's okay. Let's not try and change those feelings because they will pass eventually. Yeah, because I, I very much feel like, you know, I, I have been single for like ever <laughs> and um, and most of the time I am happy. But then I sometimes do get sad about being single and have these moments of I'm never going to find anyone ever. And I sometimes feel like, oh, I can't, I can't really talk about that because that's not my persona. Like I'm the girl who's, really happy being single I've, people have said message me you must be the happiest person to be single ever and um i'm not all the time and like then you, it's a, it's again that feminist thing as well where you're saying like oh am i letting the side down if mm. i say that oh maybe i would like a boyfriend actually well maybe i'd just like someone to hang with maybe i'd just like someone to kind of just like hug mm. you know i don't, i really don't think that's uh, that's a letting down of 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 the feminists you know and um I think that, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I think the more we all talk about this stuff, the better, because mm. we can all, and then we can all come together, and then maybe we don't need to have the boyfriends, because if we're all sitting in a room, the three of us chatting, like, you know, it, 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 it that feel, that's, that in itself is a sort of feeling of love and togetherness, and do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is no this is so like i think this is going to give everyone a boost yeah i think so. i think it's also important to address the fact that if you are in a relationship and you feel like you're putting on this front and you know maybe you are going through some mental health struggles and you haven't divulged that to the person you're with tell them 
t- absolutely tell them. Because also, if they respond badly, then get the fuck out. But exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's they a good, are not or, the one. Oh no, or to be honest, maybe they just need a bit of help. Like, that's not a fair thing to say because, you know, everyone, you know, everyone needs, uh, maybe they need a bit of help. And that that's fine, you know, mm. like not everyone knows how to to respond. But I think this is another really interesting thing. Like say you're listening to this and one of your friends you think is down and or, or, or you, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever who is who is low. And you're thinking, what do I do? Like, mm. how do I broach this? Like, actually, it's not about like I always thought that I had to offer some sort of advice. She says offering advice. <laughs> um, but like I always felt that I had to like if someone came to me with a problem, I had to have the solution, right? Well, that's a very female thing as well. Yeah, but that but that is isn't it? that isn't like actually often and I know this personally and I think anyone listening who's ever had a mental health issue will know is some sometimes you just all you want is someone to listen. Oh my god, it's so and true. smile at you <laughs> and say that's okay fine. Like that is totally cool. Come on, let's have yeah. a hug. This is going to get this is this is not going to be like this forever. Yeah. And sometimes it can actually be really frustrating if because obviously you're you're right, you want to offer solutions, you want to be pragmatic when someone is down, but actually it can Make it feel even worse yeah. because it makes you feel even worse about having those yeah. dark feelings oh that you feel you can't escape. It's like, oh, God, well, I need to find a solution. But but sometimes there is no solution. Like, you're right. You just need someone to just listen and just say, yeah, it's fucking shit. You just need someone to listen and, and empathize And with check you. in, you know, send a message and go, yeah. hey, just to let you know, I'm thinking about you, love you. That kind of stuff. It's quite simple. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I think it can be hard when... Obviously not as hard as going through whatever the grips of someone might be going through, but if you are the other the other person in the relationship, to then you can suddenly feel actually quite a lot of pressure to mm. be like, ah, how do I support this person? What do I do? What can I help them with? What? How can I, you know, help them get better or something? Whereas actually maybe you just need to be there. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. show that you understand. Yeah, because as well, as well, I think, you know, it's very daunting if you're dating someone new to... To think, okay, when do I tell them that actually I'm really struggling with anxiety? Or because you know you're nervous that they're, 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 they're going to go, oh, I can't be bothered with this. Bye bye. Mm. And so that's scary. So I guess just just showing that you support them and aren't going to like suddenly ditch them because they maybe have this other side to them that they hadn't showed you before. Also, the reaction is never as bad as you think it's going to be. It's a lot better. Yeah, and I actually am so encouraged by the fact that like the younger generations generally people are so much more open about it i've had like three friends in the past month who said to me um oh i went to the doctors and got diagnosed with anxiety or i'm going to see a therapist for this or i'm struggling with my mental health at the moment actually and people are just more open about it and i think that is so encouraging and i do think like it's people like you brian either who have really helped make this change in the like the conversation because people feel that they can talk about it and it took people like you writing up writing about and being open about your personal experiences to start the conversation and i mean obviously like you know if prince harry he chose he chooses you to be the one to actually reveal all of his own personal struggles not invite to his wedding (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not bitter not bitter Uh, no, no, I'm not at all. Um, yeah, no, that was mad. That was mad, but that was good. It was good. It was about. It was like a, like a, such an honour to be part of such a kind of a moment of mm. redefining mm. how this country views mental health. And um, I'm endlessly, I feel endlessly blessed and 
to have taken what has been a huge negative in my life and turned it into a bit of a positive and um it's yeah. awesome well it's, done it is awesome mad world is honestly one of my favorite podcasts oh I thanks this is one brilliant. of my favorite podcasts oh, thanks, <laughs> podcast love <laughs> i've got a new podcast coming soon actually oh, go on Do tell you. us Okay, so yeah, it's got it's it's called If I Can Do It. I like that. And it's people talking about the things that they thought they couldn't do Amazing. and how they came to do them. So there's a kind of gonna, I think that's gonna be an inspiring theme them. of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Which Lovely. is brilliant, by the way. I really strongly urge everyone to go out and buy a copy of Eat Drink Run. It is hilarious, inspiring. I mean, I'm someone that loves running, but, you know, hopefully if you don't love running as well. It's out May the 31st, but you Thank can pre-order it now on Amazon. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's probably available in all good bookstores. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, that's all we've got time for. Sadly, we have to wrap everything up, which is unfortunate. Please go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review and subscribe if you enjoyed Millennial Love. Also, we didn't have time, sadly, for a dating dilemma or disaster, but please do keep sending them in and we promise we'll read them out next time. You can email them to us anonymously at millennial.love at independent.co.uk. You can also follow our new Instagram account, yes. which is millennial underscore love. It is millennial Isn't underscore it? love. Yep. Or you can tweet us at oliviapetter1 and rachel underscore hosey. Yes, yes, yes. We're on Facebook as well. If you want to do that, just search our group. It's, you know what it is. <laughs> um, Bryony, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to go and follow you on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. That's exactly what we were asking. Um, No, but you've been so great. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll we'll see you or talk to you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.